0: Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 134. I am your host, Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. And joining me. I hate it. <laughs> You can, you can hear one of our co-hosts. You can't see him because somebody can't find his camera. Huh, Talis?
1: I mean, I put it away somewhere in like October, the last time I was on a show. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. Well,
0: to be fair, we didn't use the cameras uh, a month ago when we had our last episode. So. And
1: in fairness, I didn't notice until right now, as you said it.
0: <laughs> and we have, he's over there actually. Sarah, what's going on? That good, huh? I mean,
2: I'm making terrible choices, so... Relatedly, the McRib is back in all markets
0: for a limited time only. The McRib is never a terrible choice. (laughs) Unless the, the choices are A5, Wagyu, and McRib. You get the Wagyu first, and then you get the McRib.
2: Oh man, I want to take the Wagyu and like form it into the shape Patty McRib style just to horrify some people. You can. It happens. People do Wagyu ground beef,
1: and I'm like, you are aware that the purpose of this is that it's well marbled. Why are you grinding it? That makes no
2: sense.
0: <laughs> because reasons. That's why. Because Murka. hipsters.
2: Burgers are a thing, aren't they? They are. The amount of
1: things that people make burgers out of is really, really strange.
0: Generally, though, um, when you're looking at a Wagyu burger, you're looking at ends and trimmings.
1: And that I'm okay with. Yeah, that's fair.
0: If somebody were to take a nice chunk of uh, Wagyu ribeye and turn that into hamburger, yeah,
2: I do remember seeing the thing for a cooking show where they took like a really nice, like tuna steak, like really well, high quality, whatever. And they ground that up for making tuna burgers.
0: Well, if it's what you've got and, and there was a cooking show, so there's a difference, I guess. But
2: it was like, That's super fast. Like, it's the type of thing where you want to make like sashimi or tuna tartare or whatnot. Like, you don't want to grind that up for tuna burgers.
0: And we're already you talking remember? about if food, I guess. Got- <laughs> I guess.
1: You've seen those if big tomahawk got- steaks, right? Oh, yeah. Huh? The big ones with the giant bone that look like a tomahawk. I made three of those into chili. You want to talk waste of products. Oh, I'm sad now. They were like five days old. I had to do something with them. And I'm like, well, I know I'll sell out of chili tonight.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah, you need to. It's better to utilize something than have it go to waste, even if it is that, I guess. So we mapped
1: it out. Each bowl of chili was at cost like eleven (laughs) dollars. (laughs) Oh, how much we sold them for? Like six. I was like, well, that's bad. That's (laughs) That's not good. Better than zero. True.
0: Yeah, or negative.
1: Negative three is still better than like negative twenty.
0: Yeah. So, how have you guys been uh, over the last month since we were last on? Awesome. Keeping busy. Not bad.
1: Uh, well, okay, so I'm, uh, let's see, as of tomorrow, I will have my, see, the Honda was the sixth car, so the van is the seventh car that I'll own this year. Okay. I will have seven cars in a year. Uh, business is going well. I have a logo design in progress, which is cool. Sweet. Uh, I am going to be working at two different pizza restaurants, same company and also going back to delivering prescriptions so I'm going to be driving even more than I already am nice
2: like we're about one apocalypse away from you being the courier I mean I kind of already am yeah
0: Tal is the only thing is I, I mean I've delivered man. a
2: child and a cat delivered like help bring into the world or like packed it in a like, styrofoam container so it doesn't rattle around and carried it off to I mean we were cool, we gave it catnip first, but I was talking about the baby,
1: but okay. No, the child was uh, nine years old or seven years old, so it was fine.
3: Okay.
2: It couldn't it was, fly it unaccompanied and both parents were the military. Okay. the child has another name, you want another meaning. You understand this, right? Yes, but do you wanna know what's really,
1: really funny? Oh dear. Knowing that one of your friends loves language and trolling the crap out of
2: them live on air. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that. That's a fair cop.
1: You
0: ran. You ran Headlong. hard. And I
1: made it happen. And I'm only a little bit sorry. It's good to see you're, you, man. I you're, have you're not sorry
0: you at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> <sighs> so, Sarah, what have you been up to then?
2: Uh, library stuff. Uh, We had our photography. I ran that photography class I did again. And the kids are really, really good at taking photos. And they really get into uh, since we do it uh, for the lockdown thing, it's they get to they get to check out equipment, usually iPads, and then they're taking photos and doing basic photo editing and retouching and uh, composition of stuff in there. So they they get to show off like uh, their uh, worlds, their uh, the areas around their home, stuff like that. It gets to be a bit more personal for them, okay. and some of them have really good senses of like aesthetic sense and a sense of proportion and whatnot. Uh, we actually get a guest photographer in, uh, who, one of my li- fellow librarians who has photography experience. Hmm. Uh, and he said that there were a couple of them that he couldn't think of anything to improve them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that is pretty yeah. sweet. So that one, that one's always something that makes my day a bit brighter. Uh, and then I got like three or four things to level 80. I I'm kind of reaching the, I want to get stuff leveled so I can uh, get rid of all the gear. I have stock point of
0: things. Fair. Anything else? Oh,
2: let's see. I feel like I'm missing something important, but I can't think of what. I did get Yokai Watch done just in time. Yay for that! Yay. Finally cleared C- Casper Locus Latore.
0: I still need to do that.
2: It's surprisingly fun. I've heard. Yeah.
0: It's just I haven't stuff. had had the time or or want. I've actually been taking a lot of time off of the game the last month.
2: Fair. Yep,
1: me too. Because it's
0: (laughs) just, burnout is real. And, you know, this is a time of year when it's best to focus on oneself, if necessary. And uh, I just have not felt like spending more than an hour or two in the game a week. So I haven't. That's reasonable.
2: Uh, I mean, for me also, Parv has just been avoiding dealing with other stuff. Uh, My county is going back to full stay-at-home orders. Slightly more stringent than what the state requires, but they're doing it for safety's sake, so we don't run out of ICU beds.
0: Yeah, our state has closed down all dine-in and bars. So yeah,
2: same same. Yeah, my Thanksgiving dinner was over Zoom, and I made spaghetti and meatballs and my special garlic bread.
0: Granted, I did stop and but I worked Thanksgiving, but I st- on the way home I stopped by my sisters and I and we I sat relatively distant apart. I mean i i I keep a very small circle right um and i am oh. i can say with one hundred percent certainty that I have not had covid I gave blood for the second time last um, they have two you weeks an ago antibody test for that the antibody test came back negative. Nice. I also did end up taking a one of those quick um twenty minute swab tests and that came back negative so yeah
2: the reliability on those are a little lower but consistent result it's probably okay yeah
0: I would say that since I have not uh, had any symptoms since taking that test I've you know I've been feeling fine and I do have yeah. one of the uh, take at home tests that you can buy now or you can actually get for free online most states are um, sponsoring and paying for these it's interesting yep. you do them by zoom huh. you, you you set up an appointment with 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 somebody within the company And you get on a zoom call with them and and they walk you through the process of actually taking the test, verify that you're doing it correctly, getting it all sealed up properly. So there's been no, uh, you know, funny business with it. So they can make sure that the, uh, results are accurate.
2: That's actually an interesting use of the uh, telemedicine technology stuff. Mm -hmm. I like
0: that. So yeah, if, if you guys have opportunity to do that, you can look that up. A lot of States are sponsoring those so you can get them for free. If you're concerned that you may have, have COVID, uh, all of the uh, it's it, all the mailing is free uh, overnight shipping to and from your home. So it's really nice. Um, but the big news for me two weeks ago, I got a car. I have now doubled the number of vehicles I've owned this year.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, and you you posted a couple pictures of it and I went, that's a different car. Because we've discussed before you had three of basically the same car. Yes. But like two different brands and three different motors. And now you have a full-on different vehicle. Yes.
0: I have gone from... Okay. uh, 2005, I purchased a 2002 Sable. And then uh, 2009, I believe. 2010, somewhere in there. No, 2012. I got another Sable. Because, well, they had one that was similar to mine. So I just picked it up. And Sable then, is
2: a fancy word for black. That's about what I can contribute to this conversation.
0: And then 2017, I got the white Taurus. And the Taurus is fine. It still runs. It's just, uh, well, I had an opportunity to get the 2013 Escape. And I, I jumped on it.
1: If it's something that meets your needs, go for it, man.
0: Well, my parents upgraded to a different vehicle and they uh, they sold it to me. So.
1: Ah. Uh, Gotcha.
0: Definitely. That's helpful. cool, man. Um, yeah, I've
1: got, you've owned all American cars, haven't you? Uh,
0: yes, I have, like I said, my, the first, every car I've driven that I've owned has been an American car. Like I said, I, um, learned to drive on a 1979 Ford F 100. Um, wow. and an oh, 83 grand Marquis. ha uh, Two, uh, 1984 Dodge Ram uh, 150, had a 1989 Buick Regal, a 1990 Cougar, and then the two Taurus, two Sables, Taurus, and now an, an Escape.
1: I had an Impala or I had a Zephyr, I had an Impala, I borrowed a Focus ZX-3 and I'm getting a Plymouth Voyager van tomorrow. That's it the only american cars i've ever had <laughs> I, just I just don't i haven't found one that i like that I, that I like even remotely as much as anything else i've ever driven and that includes the crushed uh 330i and the death trap of a hyundai accent
0: i mean don't get me wrong i've there i have nothing wrong with 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 foreign vehicles i mean i've i've eyed kias um because they're very previous and economical cars um i've looked at uh toyotas i've looked at nissans i've looked at you know i've looked at a number of vehicles it's just these the, the american cars at least for in my um particular uh area have been cheaper to insure
1: oh yeah i've never actually considered that as a cost ever i just insurance is insurance and it's a thing that i have but i also because i drive too many cars i don't insure cars anymore. I have um, operator insurance, so hmm. I am insured on every single vehicle that oh. I drive. Interesting. That, that makes sense.
3: sense. Well,
0: for yeah, for well, your like, job, yes. I said
1: the chat, Toyota and Subaru, in the same year, uh, her and one of our other friends both purchased new vehicles. The previous person owned a Subaru Outback wagon from the early 90s, and they upgraded to a 11th-gen Corolla. Cat went from a like 6th-gen SR5 Toyota Tacoma into a uh Subaru Outback. So like they both switched (laughs) brands, but they we still like the the incoming and outgoing didn't change. I've owned seven Corollas. So I've owned a lot of weird stuff. It also depends on at the end of the day, what meets your financial Mm -hmm. and logistical needs. Mm -hmm. Because if that's what it meets, because at some level even someone like me, at some level cars are an appliance. And if it meets your needs, then cool. Awesome. Enjoy your Hyundai Ionic that you just got that I would never put money on ever. But if you drive four times a week on 405 in traffic, then yeah, get your hybrid with all of your bells and whistles that's high enough off the ground that it doesn't hurt your knee. Sure. Sounds good to me.
0: I I will say going to a a crossover slash SUV is going to be very nice (laughs) to actually have some uh, hauling capability versus ha- always having a, a car so
1: I had a a 2013 Corolla which I upgraded into a 2017 Corolla hatchback and I swear to God as a grocery delivery person that delivered for Costco I had more space inch for inch in the sedan than I did in the hatchback
0: yeah so I, I will say watch that... your visualization because it might surprise you I'm I'm more talking about the ability to have large wide items within the the, the, my, the biggest thing that I've been seeing is like trying to carry things within a trunk. Oh God. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you're talking, you know, inch per inch, giggity, um, <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> I was thinking uh, it.
0: I will say my, my Tauruses and Sables had so much room in those. They had huge trunks. You could probably fit three bodies in there type of thing.
2: Oh yeah. Is that the standard measurement for this kind of thing? Because I yes. have new
1: concerns. Yes. Indeed My 82 is. Zephyr was a six body truck and my Impala was like a two, which didn't make sense, but <laughs> it was it. Um, but yeah, PyroCats actually helped me grab stuff from Home Depot because, fun fact, when you have a 37 kilowatt, 12 inch wheel car, bringing home a eight foot by four foot piece of board is remarkably difficult.
0: Yes. I mean, That's one of the things, like I said, if I had had this vehicle when I had brought these desktops home, I probably wouldn't have had them hanging out the back of my, my vehicle. No. Whereas this time I had to haul them in in the trunk of the car with the seats down and then with bungee straps tying down the the, the lid. So it wasn't smashing against the wood. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: sometimes you just have to get creative and other times you just have to look at everything you own and say, when's the last time I read that book? And then maybe you just don't own that thing anymore.
0: (laughs) But that's not hauling a a, a, a six by three um, desktop.
1: Nah, Nah. my folding desk is awesome. It was, I got it from target for like 40 bucks. It's great. I just threw it in the back of, I think it was the Hyundai. Like Mm. it was really tiny.
0: No, I, I hear you. But like I said, it's just, it's nice to have a vehicle that's modern. The only, yeah. neg- the only negative to it is I'm not going to be able to do as much of my own work on it as I had been able to with the, uh, the Tauruses sables, the Fords, the old, yeah, my there's old a few cars.
1: things that have upgraded in the like 2008, 2009 era that just makes it really challenging. But
0: It's so weird. I'm going from a vehicle that had a, uh, a 3.1 liter engine. Mm hmm. To a 1.6 that has probably twice the power and still gets uh, better gas mileage. Yes. Isn't that weird? Efficiency
1: and science are absolutely crazy. When I worked for Honda, I was like, are you honestly telling me that your lowest trim car has a 1.5 liter motor with a turbo? And they're like, yeah, go grab keys off the board and drive them. And I'm like, that does not make any sense. It The way my brain thinks of forced induction mm-hmm. doesn't make sense as to how that vehicle drove. And yet... It worked remarkably well.
0: Yeah, this has a 1.6 with a turbo. So,
1: yeah, because oh, you have the <laughs> Escape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have a EcoBoost. <laughs> yes. It's turbo. It's a low. It's a low spool turbo. Is all it is.
0: Yeah. Well, it's still a turbo, but that thing still has a lot of get up and go. I'm I'm impressed with it. It
1: definitely hits your top end pretty good. Anyway, yeah, you will lose me in this rabbit hole, so <laughs> I'm
2: gonna stop.
0: Well, like I guess it's it's just been nice okay, to. See- are we
2: talking about something else now? <sighs>
0: Okay. Yes. Let's talk about extra life. Yeah, I took cars in a while, though, here. Sorry, Sarah. I am excited about my my new my new my new toy. Oh,
2: it and, is absolutely fair that you would be, and I'm just going to go ahead and run a couple more Defu fights.
0: <laughs> let's just so put Sarah it this way:
1: Sarah likes Priuses. Confirmed.
0: Yes. I, I'm just going to put. I just want to sure. put one more thing in there. Like I said, since I bought this from my folks, um, I end up spending the entire next day detailing the interior of that car. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. I mean, I and I I did it willingly and uh, non-begrudgingly.
1: Especially if you get to keep it, right? Mm-hmm, like exactly. you just get to be like, "No, I want to unplug my battery for 20 minutes. I want to take both seats out. I want to put a foam on my carpet and hit it with a brush and a vacuum." I didn't I go th- a, I didn't go that deep. Oh, that's not deep. That's basic for me.
0: <laughs> okay, you want to come over sometime and we can do that?
1: I bought a shitty drill specifically to use detail brushes with. Hmm, Interesting. Nice.
0: I just went through. It's awesome though. I went through with the shop vac and I went through with a whole bunch of, uh, um, Lysol wipes. And I mean, I guess I said top to bottom in, in, in and out washed the, uh, everything. So,
1: Oh yeah. I just take, I just take the entire interior apart, clean everything and put it back together again.
0: Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. We can continue on this any, uh, for a long, long time. But, uh, Let's go yes, ahead and.
2: You can. Well, You're well, already starting.
0: Let's give an extra life update. So, as you know, the last episode we had was during our extra life live stream. Um, for those of you who tuned in for the podcast and didn't continue on uh, with the stream uh, after the show, we ended up receiving an additional three hundred and fifty-five dollars in donations, putting us at a current total of nine hundred and fifty of our one thousand dollar goal. So we are very close now. Dang! And we have until December 31st. So if possible, help us hit that $1,000 mark. Um, as well as we do have a few other milestones as well. Because if we can beat our record uh, total of uh, $1,025, um, so if we hit the 1026 I will play Final Fantasy X2 on stream.
2: That's just like 75 bucks away, people. That's 76 doable. <laughs> uh, uh okay like range 75 ish
1: I mail you one cent and then venmo in 75 dollars to be like ah we beat it <laughs>
0: <laughs> also
2: i approve of this level of we, petty.
0: we do have the 1500 hundred dollar one where i will sing the opening theme live on stream
2: best part
1: is i know you're not going to practice it so it's going to be real bad
0: yes Uh, No, I'll... I will do practice. I will practice ahead of time so it's not completely terrible.
2: Will the practice be begrudging?
0: Yes, it'll be absolutely begrudging.
1: Can I throw in that I'm very, very impressed at your uh, adherence to the art form to where you're going to practice a song that you hate just to make it as good, bad as you possibly can. (laughs) There's standards involved. Yes,
0: I do have standards. I I, I have my... my, um, I am an artiste. Come on. I have standards my, my even life. if
1: I hate them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, that, That's that, about that, how it works.
0: Exactly. Um, Seems legit. Now, I want to go ahead and. Well, we've got $76 <laughs> for <from> Nick <Mar. laughs> Nicknar
1: with the win.
0: Nicknar, thank You're you so best, much. Nick <laughs> also, I think that puts him in the lead for the Name the Fish contest or, or put them very oh close God. to it okay so now i will be i will be scheduling a, a playthrough of final Fantasy X2 on stream next year all right it will not be completed this year i can guarantee you that much right now so i will try and schedule that in for early next year down, you
2: could totally do it no mm-hmm. trust me
0: with what everything i got going on right now i won't have time
2: oh yeah i'm just fucking with you
0: but nah. uh, I do, I do own it on Steam, so will be—it's very easy to jump into. So we'll be taking care of that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go through. We'll play through that. Uh, we'll we'll start that next in 2021. Thank you, Nick Nair, for uh, for your for your support for the kids. Like I said, it's all for the kids. Um,
1: also, but, I just watched our viewer count spike up super high for a second there. So hello, everybody that just joined us. Welcome to Phoenix Down Radio.
0: Yes, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us live here. Now we this generally do this every other Saturday night at at 9:30 uh, uh, p.m. Eastern 6:30 p.m. Pacific here at twitch.tv/phoenixonradio. Um anyway, I want to continue and thank everybody who's donated to our our cause and help us hit 1026. Um, uh, starting with Elliot Moreno, KO the underachieving Tokusentai, Nick Nar, the, uh, the the trolling bastard. We
2: love
0: you. Nick. Garner. Yes. <laughs> you get a title now. Good job. Yep. Uh, Eva, Lord, Ario, Cupo Mithril, Aurori, master shake, fair eyes, Sarah, and, Ooh. and Travis cease as well as a number of anonymous donors as well. So thank you so much for all of your support, helping us to reach a new, uh, high mark, high watermark for, a, um, Money earned for the uh, Gillette Children's Hospital here in uh, the Twin Cities, Minnesota. So, thank you very much for all of your support.
2: It's not just about trolling Klaus. I mean, a lot of it's about trolling Klaus, but it's not just that.
0: Yes, a lot of it is. So, let's see what what does that put us at for? We need four hundred and seventy-four dollars now. Yes. (laughs) Nick
2: don't. Most <laughs> into trolling, but
0: don't. Just throwing it out there. I'm like
2: you.
1: looking at my business budget, and I'm like, it's counted as nonprofit funds transfer, right?
0: <laughs> it, it's it's tax deductible.
1: Yes, but I'm also taking money out of a nonprofit to put into a tax deductible donation. So yeah. my CFO yeah. is in the chat; she'll let me know. It's fine.
0: Yay! Yeah, 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 so no, okay, so I'm, I'm glad to see you found it now, finally.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel stupid. Hi guys. I found my camera. I had tucked it behind the screen that I have my PS4 connected to, and honestly, there's just enough <laughs> crap on my desk that I didn't
0: notice it. Okay, no worries. Like I said, we can work on it next time. It's all well done. So blind. All right, uh, anything else you guys wanted to talk about uh, before we jump into uh bit one of uh our our gaming community news?
2: Um, I finished all my Sky song tools. That was the thing that I just remembered
0: i'm sorry yeah it was nice you get to
2: like organize your supply lines make sure it all comes together just right happiness is uh, assembling a huge of things, such that when you craft them and turn them in your inventory ends up perfectly clean no leftovers
0: yeah that's nice i'll, I'll give you that all right let me just take a peek here at the list yes actually Nicknar is in the lead uh he's at two hundred and fifty six dollars versus uh um Fair Eyes at two fifty, so <laughs> Fair
1: Eyes, get up <laughs> Do this. Don't do that,
0: okay. Yeah, like I said, that that's just for the, the rights to to name uh fishy cam. So all right, so uh since our last episode and actually most of it happened uh would have happened after, since the previous in the past two weeks, so um, we had a live letter, and we have preliminary patch notes for uh, patch 5.4, Final Fantasy XIV, which drops on December 8th, this coming Tuesday. Uh, there will be a 24-hour maintenance prior to, so there will be no uh, Final Fantasy XIV for you on Monday. Sorry, it's just another Maintenance Monday. Ooh. <laughs> I'm um, closing
1: that night so that seems good
0: so let's go ahead and uh, copy and paste in the preliminary patch notes copy
1: also for anybody who uh, is just joining us we have a lot of stuff uh, so this is going to be a long episode grab a soda
0: yes we're, we'll are we try and get through the, uh, the the patch notes and stuff as fast as possible because we've got at least an hour's worth of music to discuss as well So yeah
2: definitely going to want to skim on soda. still there's some interesting stuff
0: Yep. So there's uh, the the preliminary patch notes from uh, Square Enix, and uh, i also we've also are going to be including the summaries of uh, the live letter from Gamer Escape and from Nova Crystallis, uh, two very uh, good sources of uh, Final Fantasy news. So there is the. Uh and yes, Pyro, we do know that uh, Talos is not on camera right now because I don't think he's got it turned on. So. <laughs>
1: oh, it's not even hooked up, yep. and there's a whole process to it. We're not going to do it today.
0: Exactly, so he's. it's, it's no big deal. So if you want to follow along we'll with, make
2: him pay later.
0: with some True. of the notes, um, we also got a trailer, which I have not yet watched. <laughs>
2: Ooh, yeah, that's got some interesting stuff yes, in it. Yes, I have
0: heard. And I, I planned on watching it, but I got sidetracked. So I linked that in the chat, and I'll watch see, that after that happens
2: a lot lately for me as well.
0: Yes. How could I not have watched it easily? I didn't click on the link and watch it. That's how I didn't watch it.
2: That's just kind of how things are at this point.
0: Yes. All right. So, let's see. So, patch 5.4, Futures Rewritten. Um, of course, we're getting a new tombstone. Tomestone, sorry. The tombstones of Revelation.
2: Yeah. I, I also want to point out, for the uh, thing, the official uh, Twitter made a big deal of the fact that in the picture, Reen and Gaia are holding hands.
1: Yeah, they are shipping the two of them so hard.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
1: they
2: are kind of adorable together. Coffee biscuits and shit.
0: Yes. Um, we are getting new MSQ, and with that a new dungeon, Matoya's Relict. Which will, of course, yes. be trust compatible. They did confirm that they're talking about old Matoya, not um, Ishtola.
2: Yeah, the great sage Sarle and Sage of her collection, her workshop,
0: essentially. Uh, we also have well, it's trust with trust.
2: That means that we're going to be able to have Grahati along with us, aren't we? Yes. Um, <laughs>
0: okay,
2: sorry.
0: New Sorrows of Weirlet. Um, including a new Emerald Weapon Trial. So for those of you who want to fight Emerald Weapon, that should be yep. fun.
2: There's already mass speculation about which Garlayan, uh significant figure might have their Oversoul data encoded in it. Nothing very clear at this point, so far as I can tell. Uh, the new Eden, which I want to say is...
0: There's a lot of, uh, um, void stuff within that.
2: Uh, Eden's Promise is the name for the yep. third set.
0: And, uh, it looks like, uh, Cloud of Darkness will be making a return.
2: Yeah, the Sexy Dissidia version.
0: Yes. So, um, I'm already started working on my, uh, my Sexy Cloud of Darkness, uh, cosplay stupid sexy cloud
2: of darkness.
1: like a friend of mine for halloween one year in protest of everything being sexy dressed as a sexy fart and now every time i think sexy
2: cloud of darkness that's all i think of is <laughs> dressed as a sexy fart nice
0: stupid sexy cloud also of i should
2: send you the song from the mean girls musical about the sexy halloween costume
0: um the full bat the full hollows battle is changing to titan so bow down overdweller
2: how so many landslides
0: it's basically going to be um the exact same battle as uh the extreme version just everything ramped up even right. the fact that if you fall off you're dead you stay dead
2: okay that was fine with that yep. that was one that people struggled with enough that they stopped doing it as much in later fights so mm-hmm. be ready for that
0: yes that's gonna be interesting um and then they're in patch five point four five, they're gonna be adding uh, new uh quests to the Bojan Southern front and a new uh instance called the Delabrum Reginae. Uh
2: which I believe translates to something like Queen's Shrine, though again in Latin, which is the usual thing for Garland naming conventions.
0: Yep. Uh there's gonna be two different modes to this. Uh the normal mode will be required to to complete the quest or the, the quest lines, and that's a twenty-four player battle with no role requirements needed to enter. And there's also going to be an amped-up Savage version, which allows up to 48 players and requires preformed parties to enter.
2: It's going to so be seem- bananas. So it seems like it might be a little bit of the... What was it?
0: It'll be like, like Baldassian's Arsenal of- kind of thing.
2: Yeah, kind of like a little field thing, but again, this more enclosed space. So not quite the same as the Boston southern front. It'll be interesting to see what they're doing with it.
0: Yep. Um some new game plus additions. Uh Shadowbringers Part Three is going to be added to New Game Plus. Um all of the role and void quests are going to be replayable in New Game Plus. As, uh, well as- that
2: in fact hmm? oh. uh, those void quests are in fact something that's also being added in this patch, and that's one that's got a lot of uh speculation going from the lore mongers. Yep.
0: And they all of the job quests are now replayable in New Game Plus. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: There are some of those things. I want to rewatch the cooking ones so much.
1: I want to rewatch some of the ones that's like, okay, I forgot to do three of these. I'm gonna do my forty, my forty five, and both of my fifty in one shot. Like, I want to go memory. back and redo those again and kind of get the actual details out no, of it. Cause when, there I, are a couple...
0: when I say job quests, I mean battle jobs.
2: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There are a couple uh, there are a couple points on the Dragoon quests where I lost the thread for a bit. So I'd like to go back and do them all in one straight shot, make sure that I can remember the details throughout. I feel like I'll get a little more out of it.
0: I'm betting it. Hilariously soon.
2: the reference I was making was also Dragoon, so that's
3: pretty <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> Tells you a lot. So I know Sarah mentioned he wanted to do like his some of the culinarian ones, but those yeah those yeah. aren't in yet. I just wanted to go yeah. back and verify that.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair.
0: All right. Um And there will be a new role quest added if you finish all the previous role quests. So that'll be interesting. And it requires completion of the Warring Triad series.
2: Uh, So the first role quest uh, just requires uh, finishing Shadow Walk with me, which which is the original combined role quest. And then Reflections and Crystals, so that would be up to the current status of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, yes, the other one... It's interesting, it requires not just the war triad, but did you say specifically the warring triad extreme quests?
0: No, you would I know you had mentioned that in the pre-show, yeah. so yes.
2: Yeah, it is specifically the extreme versions of the warring triad ones that need to be done. Which story-wise, there doesn't seem to be a lot of reason why that would be necessary. So our best guess is that it's a little bit more mechanics type thing. Uh, that one of the NPCs associated with those they basically don't want to have anything locking to them to their current location. Much like you may remember Urianger needing to exist in a couple different spots at once so that he could keep giving you those uh, Binding Coil of Bahama quests.
1: Yeah, that didn't make any sense. So I'm glad they're going
2: through and fixing that. Yeah. And because of that, that also means we have a little bit of an idea of what might be involved with this. Which, given that it's tying into the Void, the 13th, and some of the stuff uh, peripherally connected with that, and... I am absolutely happy to discuss this in more details. I just don't want to turn this too far into a let's dive down the lore hole with Sarah.
3: What <laughs> That's what she said!
0: <laughs> anyway. I
2: am overthinking what the lore hole might be.
0: <laughs> oh my. Anyway. Um, Some triple triad changes. Normally I wouldn't go over these, but I found some of these things actually kind of interesting. And te- yeah, it's uh, a
2: pretty large scale revamp
0: they're adding a draft rule
2: I'm freaking stoked for this
0: yeah I figured as as somebody who plays real life TCGs Talos you'd enjoy this <laughs> um, so
1: this was actually a really really good change for triple triad which I'm going to take over because I freaking love this game Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. so the way drafting works in a standard game is that you'll open a pack of like 11 or 15 cards or whatever pick one pass to the left until the pack is gone and then, so the pack you get from your right only has fourteen, then thirteen, then twelve. So then and you this switch also means
2: that, This means that some of your picking may not just be about what you want, but about what you might want to deny to other people.
1: Correct. Spite drafting is also a very big thing. <laughs> uh, there's also you switch directions so that you don't just constantly figure out who everybody's doing. But eventually, you know what everyone's up to. For digital card games, uh, Shadowverse was the one I was the most familiar with. Drafting would take freaking forever. So instead of doing that, what they did is they gave you four cards, two sets of two, and you had to pick which two went in your deck. You made twenty-five picks. That was your fifty-card deck, and off you went. Were they ideal? No. Were they functional? Mostly. Triple Triad is kind of doing a little bit of both, where we have a limit of only having one four or five-star card in your deck. So there's two options: you pick four card, four-star card or five-star card, whichever one looks better to you. It gives you two choices, and then it gives you. Two sets of two, kind of like how Shadowverse did, and you have to pick option A or B, option A or B, option A or B, and then those five cards
2: are your draft deck that you are stuck with for the entire tournament. Yeah. Yeah, looking at the sample they provide, it looks like a draft deck will have a one star, two star, three star, four star, and five star card. Which makes
1: sense to try to get people who, like, let's say you just started playing Triple Triad, you have the default half a dozen cards or whatever, now we're going to get an opportunity to say, hey, here's a bunch of cards that you may never get or you won't get for a long time, but you get to play them and it sparks that interest. Uh, so you get to play drafting. And in, in normal draft, the one of the unfortunate problems is that if you get at the end of the tournament, you get to keep everything you drafted. So what happens is people that don't have cards will start drafting things that they need for their main decks or they need outside of this tournament. And it kind of throws off the balance of how everything is played, makes it very challenging by having a draft situation where everything is sealed and everything goes back into the pool at the end. Rare drafting, spite drafting, collection drafting, none of that is super helpful. So you're actually served better by drafting for your deck for just this instance and just this tournament and just these games. So by not being able to keep the five cards you draft, it's going to make people a little bit more sharp on the okay, what's best, not what do I want for later.
0: Yeah, makes sense, <laughs> and it's cool awesome. because this draft rule was created for new tournaments that are being added as well. Um Two new types, tournament types: open and individual. Um, open, invitational. Invitational. Sorry, I don't know why, why I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what I said. Yeah, both attorneys
1: are going to have prizes and, in, and invitational, but yeah, you got me doing it, uh, are the same, but they don't have rewards. So I'm guessing it's one of those like, hey man, let's practice doing a draft let's see what cards show up let's the four of us play for an hour and see what we can get so that way you can invite people that you actually know rather than just random npc on primals or
2: whatever yeah, yeah. it's a quick tournament format rather than the you need to take a full week play these huge numbers so it's something that's a little more accessible for someone who doesn't necessarily want to go deep into the uh tournament structure plus for sure i
0: I can also see free companies or just groups of friends uh putting on one of these uh for their own oh yeah so
1: oh absolutely and i would play the crap out of that like that sounds awesome one of the beautiful things in draft is a lot of places will do a pot of eight players and it's single loss elimination if you lose game one you're done you don't play rounds two and three there is no round two and three you're done but you can go back to the t- to the desk, throw down another 20 bucks, they hand you three more packs, you go sit down in another pot of eight, draft again, and instead of playing one tournament, you can play three or four or five, huh. and you walk away with 200, 250 cards, instead of just, well, I spent $25, I'm here until midnight, I lost game one, that sucks. That's <laughs> awful, nobody wants that. So this is going to allow us to play more games faster.
0: Yep. Uh, then the other change that they're making is something that I've been waiting for. Uh, they're making a, a, a change to the card list. Uh, they're allowing you to see which cards are missing and where to get them. They're not specifically saying what card it is, but they're kind of showing it like like the... Uh, it um, drops in this dungeon, or you yeah, get it from yes, this pack. Exactly.
2: 26 to go, baby!
0: So that's, that's a nice I'm change. I'm so
1: stoked. It's going to be so much easier to find everything. It's
0: going to be actually very much like the fishing log.
2: Yeah. Six to go, baby. (laughs) I have problems.
0: No, you just, you just, you you, you play the weird parts of the game, that's all.
1: (laughs) Dude, I was in a conga line and a chocobo race yesterday. Ooh. Not the kind that the actual game enforces, just here's the loop around the housing area. Hmm. Everybody line up next to the gate. Like that's it was like I do also
2: do weird parts of the game.
0: <laughs> no, I mean does understand.
2: anyone not do something that's a weird part of the game? That just kind of feels like people.
0: Yeah. Everybody's got stuff that they enjoy. Um there were some mahjong changes as well. They're adding quick matches and uh they're making some UI updates. <laughs>
2: Oh, I do want to note on Triple Triad, although it was a brief thing at the beginning, they also changed the way the timer works oh, yes. so from 30 seconds per turn to 90 seconds for the entirety of a match. And with each play, you get an extra five seconds. I like that. Yeah, so that should help keep oh. things moving, especially if you end up with someone who, say, like, has realized they're losing and decides to just spitefully draw it out.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll speed up gameplay.
2: Oh, yeah. And yeah, Mahjong ones... So, lots more uh, fun at the Gold Saucer. I actually, I had participated in a few tournaments and just ended up feeling like such a huge burden of stuff to do. So, I'm looking forward to this faster tournament format.
0: Yes. Some other stuff that's being added: um, new treasure maps. They're adding the shifting Oubliettes of Gria. I don't know if that, that's. I don't know how that's uh, pronounced. That, yeah.
2: Ligia. I am probably mispronouncing that as well, but that's the big castle in Ilmeg.
0: Yep. But it's basically, we're getting the roulettes for shadowbringers maps. Those yep. are fun. The
1: shifting. altars. Yep. Dude. Shifting altars was awesome. I'm glad that we get it again for level 80.
0: Yes. Those were that's a lot awesome. of fun.
1: Do some maps. I can't
2: remember the last time I did maps and I kind of want to do some.
0: Yeah. I, I haven't done maps in ages. I don't, I think yeah. I've only done the new or the current maps. Maybe I have not
2: done the current maps once.
0: Three times, I think. I still have a bunch of later. old maps, like level we should 70 fix that later
2: too. <laughs> um, uh, Spender and his brother like to low-man them, so a fourth would probably make it so we could easily clear a lot of the stuff. I would be down.
0: That's true. Um, new housing items, including some very nice display cases. So it's going to turn <laughs> people from, from hoarders into collectors. Right, Sarah?
2: Yep. Um, yes, I read quote,
0: your your uh, your your uh, thing in Discord. <laughs>
2: yep, that is from the wisdom of Judge John Hodgman, the difference between a hoarder and a collector is a display
0: case. Yeah, so we're gonna have a whole bunch of collectors now.
2: Yeah, no, you take God. your you take if you have your hoard, if you can take it, you can arrange it nicely. There's thoughtful curation. It becomes this purposeful thing rather than just grab what you can. That's what draws the line there.
1: <laughs> hey Sarah I have too many books do you want the ones I'm getting rid of
2: how many books is too many books
1: 14 uh we'll talk after <laughs> <laughs> that was boring, just to watch your soul fall out of
2: your body <laughs> there's a ebooks are appropriate for certain classes of demographic who have access to oh. all
1: right <laughs> I don't have any of those either
0: they at- don't even
1: watching is so fun
0: <laughs> there's an explorer mode being added to shadowbringers dungeons you can ride your mount through the grand cosmos you can bring-
1: honestly i'm never gonna do the g pose that this is designed for i'm definitely just going to like ride a motorcycle through the dungeons just to say that i did you
0: can bring your minion to the hero's gauntlet
2: yes
0: it's actually going to be kind of cool.
2: Uh, you, and they don't note that you can freely summon and dismiss striking dummies and execute limit breaks of any level at any time.
0: It, yeah, so it's mainly I for saw, G-posing. Yeah, and...
2: The, and the main reason for placing the striking dummies would be to have a target for various abilities.
0: So here is my question, and I don't remember seeing this in, in when I went over things. Is there going to be a time limit to these?
2: Uh, it said it's the time limit of the selected duty. Okay, so ninety minutes. Ninety minutes.
0: So that's so much time. We still probably wouldn't be able to do a full podcast in one.
2: Um, No, there's a couple that might be options. MSQ. Let me take a quick look.
1: All right, that's a future us problem, but that yes. sounds awesome.
0: I that's what my thought was: is, is if we could get in there and there wasn't necessarily a, a, the the ninety minute time limit, we could potentially do uh, shows from some of them, which would be kind of fun—just D- different venues to, to to entertain.
1: Coming at you live from the Hero's Gauntlet. Yep. Twenty,
0: twenty.
3: Do 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 do
0: do. Um. Maybe We can play it with a new perform action on violins.
1: Uh, Klaus, yeah. can you play violin? Like, not in game, but like out of game?
0: No, I have not. I do not have a violin and I have never played one.
1: Okay, because I know you play a bunch of stuff. So,
0: I have played a number of instruments. I have played some string instruments, well, a guitar, um, but uh, no, no violin. All right, um, oh, uh, the bulk advanced
2: materia melding. Oh, yeah. Praise? The 12. I am so
1: done with spamming a button until it goes, oh. Hey, even oh, that's shit,
0: better. Right even that's better than what it used to be. You just you oh. have to go through the entire loop every time you failed.
2: Oh, God, that was hell. Yes. I do love the screenshot that says Advanced Material Melder Bulk. The 143 in your possession will be used. You are unable to attach it. Da-da-da. 105 material were lost in the process.
1: <laughs> so. Welcome to Saltville, population to us. That's yeah. still going to be so much easier to just be like, <laughs> I'm cramming this level six onto this pair of boots and you can't stop me. 326 material. Okay, maybe you can stop me. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, we'll get there finally.
0: Yep, but that'll be nice to load up uh, gear so you can uh, make sure so you're not spending how long trying to get uh, that, that fifth one on your uh, on your crafting set.
1: Ugh, i dead ass quit the game for a month and a half at one point because it took me so long to get something melded and then patch notes came out the next day that were two weeks out for gear that was going to outclass everything including my belts and i was like cool i'm done <laughs> i'm done
0: well at least now you can yeah, take the ones that just... successfully melded back out of your gear
1: yeah that's also right. super good so you can lose what level six and yeah. lower
0: so you can lose them um putting them onto your new gear
2: <laughs> hey hey that's one more chance that's higher than zero i'll take it
0: yeah my true.
2: stockpile hasn't run out yet
0: that's true i i have yeah. so many uh, tier four ma- crafting and gathering materials right now it's not even funny i think i have over a thousand of a lot of oh, them. we have
1: a ton at in my old fc because we just sent out the uh the airships because like well we got nothing else to get so we just have like this massive massive collection of like level three and four materials that no one's ever going to use mine yeah, mostly came same. from
0: squadrons oh god mm. yeah so
2: uh,
0: uh, fish eyes is no uh, longer required to catch fish but instead will allow players to ignore time requirements for catching certain fish I might actually finish that stupid quest I've been ha- sitting on since 2.0. Wait,
1: do you still have the... Uh,
0: the Living Legends.
1: Yeah, I still have that too.
0: Yep.
2: I, I knocked that one out.
0: Damn yeah, it. because I'm Sarah and, and I am uh, obsessed by fishing in Final Fantasy XIV. I have six There's left.
2: There's fish of war in the fishy log. What do you want from me? I have six left. Okay, so fish for those of left. you who are... Who are
1: new ish to the show. We adore Sarah, and that is why we are picking on him so much this episode.
3: I deserve it. I just want to make
1: sure everybody knows that we're all cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. We we give each other shit because we love each other.
2: It's true. Also, I recognize just how mockable a lot of this stuff is. <laughs> I know who I am. I get it.
0: Yeah, but no, it it will be a nice thing to to not have that, so I can actually be able to maybe catch some of those fish and not have to wait until a random Thursday on um you know and end up then missing it because I'm actually at work still. So
2: yeah, I think there's some limits on what it applies for. I'm not sure about some of the big fish. there was something or another. I saw that. I was like, I'm not quite sure how it ends up applying here. So if it's, oh, and also they're just, um, it's a minor change for fishing, but you know how you get that message about how the fish are, uh, wise to your presence Mm -hmm. and it always happens just after you've popped an ability or whatnot, Mm -hmm. you now get a warning message a little before you get to that point.
0: Good. Because that so point you can means, off
2: your thing, uh your the five hundred GP you just
0: spent. You instead of having to sit and wait for it to rebuild because you just popped it and then you need to Yeah, I've had that happen. yeah, yeah because as soon as you stand up to try and move, oh, all of your effects are gone. You know, they could just yeah. maybe keep those let those effects stay in effect until they actually run out so you could move. it
2: move It would be weird and tricky and there's anyways yeah it is. anyway it is. updates and upgrades
1: and fishing is going to suck a little bit less yeah i'm down
0: yeah uh, new. Uh, they
2: also changed up the uh the uh stuff for botanists and miners and their collectability thing it is a very different interface mm-hmm. it is a single unified yeah interface which is a lot easier to work with i'm gonna have a lot easier time explaining this to people now yep um, anything's better than the mini games we played in 1.0 <laughs> hey no. hey you can still play those at the gold saucer I'm I am, aware I have a lot of gold saucer points I, am, I can't do the finer minor but I am great at out on a limb
0: <laughs> that's true that one is much easier um, new ocean fishing route is being added and they're also putting in solo missions as well as some, some other adjustments so you can still try and get those uh, mounts and minions from the uh, ocean fishing
2: I still haven't finished that and I feel actively bad about it
0: you should, because even I have gotten those.
2: I know, right?
0: <laughs> now I know
2: it sounds like I'm casting aspersions on Klaus, and I am.
0: Good. Um, <laughs> the final uh, ish Guardian Restoration update will be added in patch 5.41. We'll be creating a. Uh, basically, it's going to be the the victory lap kind of thing. We're gonna, we're making a what's it called again? Words are hard like a, right now.
1: I don't know. I just I just heard Ishgard. My we're brain turned off. We're creating. <laughs> well, it,
0: it's it's a it's some we're we're building something like a. It's
2: like a commercial district, was it?
0: No, it's basically. Well, what is being built is going to be based off of the uh, cl- uh, crafting class that uh, puts in the most effort on each server.
2: Come on, Restaurant Row.
1: <sighs> That'll be really cool, actually.
0: It's like a, a giant commemorative uh, um building or something that I saw was...
2: some Yeah, there's something about this. I'm checking the special site now because it was described a bit more there. Yeah,
0: I have heard some people talking about what it is and I I've, I I've, I've, I they talked a bit about it in the uh 5.4 part 1 live letter.
2: So let's see. Uh, So on a special site, they describe it as the construction of a cultural district where nobleman Mm. and commoner, man and dragon alike, might further enrich their lives through aesthetic pursuits.
0: I think it gets capped off with this special um, building that's based off of what crafting type. Uh, Yep.
2: Because we already have the residential district and uh, the markets. So now adding a little cultural thing
0: to finish off the district. Yep. you're gonna to have to continue working on your sky Seal tools in patch 5.45. Ready so, to go. Uh, blue mage level cap is being increased to 70 in patch
2: 5.45. I haven't checked the rate. Yet. Is blue mage actually like at least gaining ground on main level.
0: Well, it's it's 60. The current cap is 60.
2: Right, and mostly it's, it's a ha, has the cap on blue mage been going up faster than the cap on general levels? Is yes, it kind we, of? Yes, we've happening? had
0: we've had two increases in in the five point X series.
2: Okay, I don't know if it'll ever be like keeping exact parity with, no. but it's nice that there's less of a lag. Yeah,
0: Mine's so it'll still be level
2: space. thirty two, and I feel bad about that.
0: Mine's fifty one. Where's yours at, Talis? For what? Unlock. It's still
2: locked.
1: Uh... Uh, so the blue mage is a limited job that um,
0: have you unlocked can it? Can be
1: played in the Square Enix um, MMO that's Final no. Fantasy XIV. So well, that's a no. Are you reading off a of fucking Wikipedia? No, dude. I would have been way more confident sounding if I was reading that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, probably- dude, I'm
1: gonna be real. <sighs> I don't even know if how to, I think I have an entire cross bar full of spells now. Maybe I might still have sprint and teleport on my bar.
0: So you did unlock it.
1: I did. I do not like casting classes, dude. But you get to throw fish. Except I have all of those effects turned off because I'd like to not black out while I play the game.
2: Mm. Uh. But Fish that seems very selfish of you, uh, anyway. Is what it is. <laughs> the last
0: bit of information that we were given on this is the Final Fantasy XIV announcement showcase, which is basically going to be, um, it's um, the makeup for the fanfest keynotes that we're not going to be getting.
2: Since hey, hey! All three fan are canceled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I can go designate a spot that you can camp out in line overnight.
0: On Friday, February fifth, twenty twenty-one, starting at five thirty p.m. Pacific time, uh, they will be going through and announcing a whole bunch of information on the the newest upcoming expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, it's going to be a part Ooh. of the fourteen-hour anniversary broadcast, which starts at five that day. So then. There'll be a half an hour of introductions, jump right into the announcement showcase, and then there'll be a whole bunch of other fun stuff like Yoshi's room and uh, um, Mister Atma rides the bronco to find more more uh, crazy things. So yeah, please look forward to it.
2: Also, Yoshi P's room feels like it, or it feels like a thing that would be in like some teen broadcast of like, now you get to cut to my room and we're going to discuss the coolest trends boys Just me? Yeah, just, me. just you, dude. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I can't help that. <laughs> uh, all of you.
0: <laughs> I really need to label those. Yeah. Um and then there's a bit of Final Fantasy 7 news that I came across. I thought this was quite interesting. For those of you over in Japan, there will be a Final Fantasy VII remake based real infiltration game opening up on December 9th in Tokyo. It's basically like a really more in-depth version of an escape room that that uh, uh relies on um stealth and infiltration.
2: Yeah, it looks like you're trying to get into a spot rather than out Yes,
0: you're trying to uh you're gonna help Cloud Barrett and the rest of Avalanche sneak into Mako Reactor One using tablet Ooh. computers. Oh. <laughs> and it looks like you can do it. You can do it as a trio. Um, for about ninety dollars, it looks like. For
2: the three of you.
0: For three, yeah, for the three of you
2: that's not a bad price for this kind of yep. thing. I did a lot of escape rooms in the world before. And it's like, no, that's actually not a bad price.
0: So if you're in Japan or you're, in, or you're able to get to Tokyo within the next, I don't know, month or so, I actually did go ahead and link the, uh, the ticket page. If you want to take a look at how much it runs and see if you I can-
2: actually do know someone, Oh, that's why so I'm gonna go ahead and toss this at in. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ruby, Julia, do the thing. Please I mean, that, let me know. How that's to why do I
0: threw it out there because I know you guys know people over in Japan, so
1: Man, I wanna go back to Aorzia Cafe so bad.
0: I just wanna go somewhere that's not here.
2: Valid. Can I sit in the hot water and not think about things for a while? Sure. I mean I guess that's not Tokyo, like you have to get a bit outside for that.
1: No, no, you can definitely go to Tokyo. There's an awesome bathhouse in Ikebukuro.
2: God, see, this is a this is one of those things I have a rather. I want to go to bathhouses, but every time I look it up, I find like the gay kind and not the Japan kind. Oh well, <laughs> that's what Google does. Uh, anyway, no, I will I take mean, you to I'll- one. It'll be great. Also, they mostly just have the not Japan, Japan kind around here. Yeah, I, I would have to find it's close down at the moment, but
0: I would have to go to one of the more private ones because of tattoos. So
1: I was going to say, we'd actually the three of us would have to get like a private one because uh, two of us at least I know I have ink. Yep. I do not. Okay, well, two of us that.
0: Yep, which it's understandable, but it's still, you know, there, there's a few places that are allowing them, but uh, most places still are not.
2: How are they supposed to know that you're not Yakuza? Well, you could be that like a dragon people, and they don't know when you're going to class change and kick their asses.
0: Well, you know, one of us is six foot five, the other one has green hair. So.
2: That's valid. <laughs> that just makes you sound more like an RPG protagonist. That's
0: my point.
1: <laughs> I'm a light novel protagonist, thank you very much.
3: Ugh.
0: Anyway, we actually got through that in in a decent amount of time.
2: Yeah. Yay, summarizing.
0: Yeah. so There's still
2: a lot of other interesting stuff in there that would be be worth checking out and delving into, especially if you like to overanalyze a lot of those details. Uh, So give it a look.
0: Yeah, which is why we always try and provide links to you guys. And for those listening on the podcast, all the links will be listed in the show notes and the the show liners um, accompanying the podcast on whatever podcast you're listening on. So there, I need to bring up the playlist for our ah, discussion topic now.
2: Music times.
0: Yes. I don't know about you guys, but I have been listening to a lot of music lately. A lot of music.
2: It gets you through things.
0: A lot I of lo-fi. Gonna
2: go, I am going to go grab myself a refreshing beverage and settle in for this segment. All right. Where's my bathrobe? <laughs>
0: alright so um, we are continuing our, uh, our, our playthrough of the Final Fantasy 7 original soundtrack uh, disc 2 this week where's my copy there it is uh, well, again want to thank um, finalfantasy.fandom.com for their amazing wiki very helpful in uh, describing a lot of the uh, the songs, where they're all at, and uh, providing the uh, English titles so I can change them from the Japanese titles that I get from the discs.
1: <laughs> There's a certain niceness to just be like, what is this one called? This one is called Gonenmae no Anohi, and you're like, oh, for God's sake, like, <laughs> like, can we please just, oh, that's the title.
0: Yes. Awesome. but." Thanks to fandom, we know what the both titles are. We do. So I can go ahead and start. Let's do this. Oh. With the main theme of Final Fantasy VII. Once you it's leave. Right. Go ahead.
2: It's kind of got a pensive feel to it.
0: It does. Well, you gotta remember that just outside of Midgar is a very strange and unknown land to everybody here. Except for maybe Red. And they're not
2: going for exploration or adventure. They're going because they're trying to chase down that man in black with the sword who fucked everything up.
0: Yes. And it's very mysterious outside. If I remember correctly, I want to say there's kind of like a a fog, just outside of. I think you're thinking of nine. You're thinking of nine. No, it not that. Not that fog. Time. Not mist. But isn't it like. Okay, just so just outside of uh, Midgar is kind of deserty, right? And then uh, and yeah. then it, then it it drags us into more of a uh, grassland area where we go into. Um, we end up having oh, yeah. to try and uh, avoid the. Uh, um,
2: so you uh, you head to Calm, Calm and then that after service. that, you're going to, And then there's the swamp land with the
0: That's what I was thinking of, is, is the giant snake. Isn't it yeah. kind of uh, foggy there? in It's the swamp? kind of like
2: a little bit like, rainy, stormy, like it's kind of a swampy thing. And especially in the cutscene, it's like an overcast area that is right for that.
0: Yeah, see, and that's where maybe I thought some of that feeling was coming from, but... Yeah. But it's new to most of the people in your party, so there's there is going to be a little bit of uh, tension involved there. So,
2: yeah, people who have spent the, pretty much their entire life in the metropolises and in the cities, and then they go outside for the very first time. I mean, probably, so Barrett started in the mine in a mining town. Cloud and Tifa were in Nibelheim. Aerith spent most of her life in Shinra facilities and
0: the like. So. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, they, they also didn't really get out from their area as much, except yeah. for maybe to just go to Midgar. Yeah. So. It is just a really nice song, though, because there's a lot of different changes in, in the, the tone. Because mm-hmm. right here, it's going to build up and be a little bit more triumphant.
2: Yeah. Part, I guess, is how long. Because there's going to be stuff where it's like, the early stuff you're going to hear a little more often. But then yep. the longer you're spending on the world map, you're going to get to hear the later
0: bits. And doesn't this actually start up in different spots as you go through the game? Yes. It doesn't just start at the beginning every time.
1: I have no. because that gets old. Yeah. You hear the same, like, oh, it's the start of the X song. Whereas later, you're like, oh, no, the world is perpetually existing. Yep. See, now we, we have mean, a, I'm not observing it.
0: a totally different version right here. Nope. It stepped it up a, 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 a little, a, a step, and <laughs> <She
3: changed. laughs>
0: just a totally different feel, and, and we get it, it's a six and a half minute song. We're not going to play the entire thing, no. but yeah. we wanted to give Beat enough it. to give the different feelings that you get on this world map music, which is very different from the other games. All right, let's move on to the next song. You kind of hear a little bit of some of the music, the feeling of the song we just heard in this song, On Our Way. This is in, plays in a number of towns like Calm and Junon. It definitely has a town theme feel though.
2: Yeah. We are out of the big city. We are into like the countryside. It's a little bit calmer. It's a little slower.
0: Yeah, calm is rather calm.
2: Yeah. I mean, Junon's still a big... <laughs> oh, but this is like the lower parts of Junon. Mm-hmm. The fishing village.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And those of you watching this live uh, at Twitch or watching the YouTube video... Yes, I do have the remake playing behind me. <laughs> Just for something a little bit different. I'm, I'm experimenting a little bit with having something, you know, moving in the background to make things a little more visually intriguing.
2: It has impact.
0: Plus it's Final Fantasy 7. A nice relaxing town theme. Let's go ahead and move on. Usually when you go to a town, you go there to rest. Good night until tomorrow. (laughs) That is the in song. More of a jingle, really. Yeah, just a very 10 second little ditty. Yep. And then the next song. On that day. Five years ago. This plays on multiple occasions. Most notably yeah, during got, Go ahead.
2: You still got that cut that underlying like hmm hmm, hmm hmm hmm. But minor shifted a bit.
0: Yep. Like I said, this plays on multiple occasions, most notably during the Nibelheim incident, flashbacks and Cloudantifa's night under the high wind before entering the northern cave.
2: Words aren't the only way to show someone what you're thinking, Klaus.
0: Yeah, music works too.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely something that that evokes more of a... Uh, sad or worrisome kind of mode. It's usually not a very happy thought that they're having when you hear this song.
2: Like, the heart bits do take it into kind of like a little bit of reverie memory kind of thing. But then we return again to that kind of like, pensive, thoughtful
0: Exactly. Feel. Like Pyro Cat said in the chat. Oh. <laughs> yep. Like, I think one of you has to say Jinx, and then the other one knows the other one a Coke or something. Is that how it goes? Maybe. Yeah,
2: <laughs> when uh, Pyro and I go to an onsen, we'll buy each other a
0: ramen. There you go. My only person doesn't really like ramen. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll drink it, but they just uh, there's so many other things that I would rather have, like sake. It, it
2: kind of feels- it kind of feels like I'm breaking it because it fits the mood.
0: Which I'm okay with. They're one of those things where I'll have one of them and then I'll go to the hard liquor, so.
2: Yeah, Pyro also points out the thing that I would have, like, we've got the time delay going. Yes. Like, can we really have a jinx when there's a 15 second lag?
0: It can Maybe. be as little as two seconds, depending on. Anyway, moving on. Next song plays at the Chocobo farm. And it's called Farm Boy. If you're working on getting your gold Chocobo, you're going to hear this song a lot. The next few songs are actually very strongly Chocobo-related, so... My favorite songs.
2: If it were using different instruments, it would definitely feel like a very pastoral piece. I guess this one feels a little more like kind of plucked banjo-y? That's...
0: What, you, you don't you don't associate banjos and, and country?
2: I mean, country is different from pastoral, though. Like, pastoral is the type of thing you'd see, like, Legend of Zelda music. That's, like, very strongly pastoral. Like, the same uh, root as pastor.
0: Yes, but, well, these are literal pastures. It's true. But yeah, definitely a bit of that country feel to it,
2: I guess, uh, a bit more.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're going for the, you know, and what's a notable country music instrument? But a banjo.
1: Yep. I was going to say, unless they want to do, like, blowing into a jug. That's the other country (laughs) instrument that I think of. Or that's that's a whole extra level. Or
0: steel
2: guitar. It's uh, never top in the middle of a hoedown.
0: That jug doesn't work very well for that.
2: (laughs) The effort was great, though. (laughs) I think we've got a wine bottle in the recycling. Anyway, Uh, it's fine.
0: We'll move on to the next song Waltz de Chocobo. One, two, three, one, two, three, two, three. This plays when chocobos dance at the chocobo farm.
2: It is so random and gratuitous. (laughs) And yet.
0: It's very cute.
2: And then you get chocomog materia.
0: Next chocobo song my favorite. (laughs) electric de chocobo snowboarding de chocobo (laughs) yep this plays during the snowboarding mini game
2: it is a much more energetic
0: take on the chocobo theme
1: somebody put this song over ssx tricky and it works very very
0: very well this also plays during battle encounters with the chocobo. I love that little <laughs> Yep. It's it's surfing bird de chocobo. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. I mean, cause that that, that is definitely yeah, that a. That was very a,
1: very sixties surfer style. Yes.
0: But I I think they would have gotten in trouble if they called it surfing bird de chocobo.
2: Probably,
0: yeah. Or they could call it Surfing De Chocobo. It would be a surfing bird. And those of you who are uh, fans, longtime fans of the podcast, will know that this was actually our intro music for the first few episodes. Seriously? Or or a version of this. Yeah, there's a a 14 version of, uh, of Electric De Chocobo.
1: I came into the uh, to the show a little bit after that. Then,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, Metal Chocobo has been theme has been our uh, the the theme for a very long time. But no, but I think the first I
2: occasionally lobby for Crazy Chocobo, but that gets shot down. Pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ride you my Chocobo? It.
0: That one was a little aggressive.
2: And back stand clear as he puts on a show How so cute yet here's the he from hell what is with those god uh. oh yes so this was the battle encounters would have you have your chocobo and uh, alongside enemies and you had to be feeding them green to keep the chocobo called while taking out the other enemies and not hitting the chocobo, so it was a little more involved to hit your hats off one.
0: Yep, it was it was fun. Except then the one you you're just about to kill the enemy and the chocobo still runs away. Yep, and you're like.
2: Or you forget that you have like a counter summon materia on. And so it counters with Knights of Around, which kills <laughs> all the enemies and somehow doesn't kill the Chocobo, who then attacks you back afterwards. What the hell are the Chocobos made of?
1: This sounds very, very pointed, by
0: the way. Just throwing that out there. Also,
2: I think there were some cases where you might try to because you could learn an enemy skill, a blue magic from the Chocobos. buckle.
0: Yeah, sometimes you had to do a little bit of it. Alright, let's go ahead and move on to the next Chocobo song. This is your writing music now.
1: feels like a difference of like when you fight the boss and when you get the boss as a playable character in your party.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a little bit more chill, a little more relaxed.
2: Pyro's is describing it sounding like a travel song. Yep. And yeah.
0: And it's called Cinco de Chocobo.
2: Like Cinco Gamayo or not quite sure I understand the Navy logic there.
0: Yeah, because it's only the fourth Chocobo song. I don't know.
2: But yeah, it does have a kind of like, okay, we're bustling along, it's a little more relaxed than the others. But yeah, it does feel kind of
0: really trippy. But it has a lot of really different feeling bits in the middle of the song, though, versus any of the other Chocobo themes that we've heard on any of the other games that we've played so far.
2: Yeah, there's a lot going
0: on here. But I do like the the little the the electric piano kind of do
3: do 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 do
0: do kind of in in the background. Little organ.
2: And I'm trying to oh, yeah, have special material equipped to even encounter the chocobos. <laughs> that was a little weird.
0: Alright, so once you're done playing with chocobos, we resume our search.
2: Yeah, you pretty much actually kind of needed a chocobo to get across that swamp without the yep. big guard solemn attacking
0: you. Yep. Though so if you did it right, you could end up you could kill him.
2: Yeah. And learn another enemy skill. Yes.
0: But now we're in search of the man in black.
2: Now, the places where this place are usually, like, kind of enclosed, either, like, literally, like, the mithril mine, or figuratively, like, some of the various forests.
0: The ancient forest, the sleeping forest.
2: Kind of places where, like, closed off from the outside world, heading through this... Has this mysterious feel to it, almost mystical. Which, in a setting that's focused a lot on, hey, you have this high technology, you have these modern, cyber, even cyberpunky metropolises. So it's a little bit of a, hey, there's still this spirituality, this deep lore of the planet, kind of uh, running throughout.
0: Cats dropping Princess Bride references in the chat.
2: More than one person is allowed to wear black, damn it.
0: Yeah, Johnny Cash, come on. That's obviously who they mean, right? Clearly. <laughs> but this is definitely a dungeon sounding music the different effects we're getting throughout the different parts of the song are also really
2: I like the bell there because we're going to hear that bell again in one of our later tracks it's
0: like the, 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 the big standing chimes
2: yes the chime bell type. yeah we're going to hear that in another track that I think is also is later tonight Oh, it might not actually show up in uh, tonight's uh, thing. Yeah, not quite yet. So that'll be uh, the next time, the next disc, then. Mm. But it's something that does show up again in these kind of like ancient mystical locations.
0: All right, now we're kind of getting looped back a little bit towards the beginning, ready to loop around again. And our next track takes us to Fort Condor. God,
2: there were so many different mini-games in FF7.
0: There were a ton. I only did the Fort Condor battles as much as I needed to get through them. You know, I didn't go back and try and get them perfect or anything like that.
2: Yeah, one of my uh, playthroughs of FF7, I did go back and check in all the time, because it turned out that you could do Fort Condor pretty frequently after a lot of game things. Uh, So for those who don't know, Fort Condor was... The site of a Mako reactor that also had a very large bird's nest atop it. Uh, so the residents of the area were attempting to protect it against Shinra incursion and, and protect the uh, rare bird that was at the top of it. And so you had a little—I don't even know how to describe what sort of mini game it was, where you would place uh, units of like rebel things, attack units, ca- uh, stone launchers, things like that.
0: It was, it was like, like an before. RTS.
2: A little bit, yeah. It kind of was an RTS. Just
0: a very simplified RTS.
2: Yeah. And to, to push back and defeat the Shinra forces that were coming up the uh, mountain. Hill, mountain, whatever, to reach the fort.
0: And it also had a little bit of a feel of the uh, the, the, the Moogle minigame in 6, where you're trying to stop yeah. the uh, um, Imperial from advancing in the cave.
2: Right. Uh, because, like... When there did start to be an encounter between forces, it would draw your attention over to that. You could watch how it played out, set out some more things. You, of course, had limited resources to actually hire your units. Yeah, it really was an RTS, wasn't it? Like, kind of crude, especially given that they were making it fit in this complete other game. So it was like scale down a bit. But yeah, it was an RTS. <coughs> I barely remember <coughs> this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I it, I remember playing the game a couple of times, but... like. You had to do it, like, you had to do it so many times to get a a Materia or something like that, I think. Yeah. But still an interesting little little song for the minigame.
2: Yeah. Uh, There ends up being at least one point where it's quasi-required when we got to the Mm -hmm. huge Materia side quest later on. That uh, Fort Condor was one of the sites where a huge Materia was. And if you managed to clear that fight successfully, uh, you would also receive the condor uh, would pass away, but then the eggs in its nest would hatch. Uh, and as part of that, you would also receive a phoenix materia.
0: Yeah, that's what it was.
2: Nicely symbolic.
0: Yes. All right, and then the next song. <laughs>
2: Rufus's
0: welcoming ceremony.
2: God, I memorized those fucking lyrics. Those Englishy An- lyrics.
0: You did. <laughs> Another minigame. The marching mini game. Oh.
2: God, how many times did we fuck that one up?
0: A lot. This plays during Rufus's welcome ceremony, the marching minigame, and from there on after in June on until part two. It is kind of a nice little catchy tune, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's very happy.
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's very military ahead. march. Yeah, glo- yeah, you got your glorious uh, dictator.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, Rufus Shinra has just assumed control of the country. Not country, company.
1: Same is technically thing.
2: technically a corporation and not a country though effectively but has just assumed control and so he wants to establish himself as a force to be reckoned with very quickly.
0: As a farce to be reckoned with? What?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that's gonna get stuck in your head. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's hard to stand on both feet.
2: It's unclear if that's referring specifically to Red 13 or to everyone, given the situation that they're in. This is on I the think ship. Everyone, yeah. just because boat.
0: Yeah, this is on the ship yeah. from June on the Costa.
2: Yeah, after watching Rufus's arrival picking up some details. Uh, They hear that Shinra as well has an interest in the man in black and has been pursuing them. So the our crew decides to sneak aboard the boat. Which means pretty much everyone being disguised in sailor outfits. Red 13 walking around on two legs in a somewhat ungainly fashion. looking like the freaking Stay Puft, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah? Oh my god, I wonder what that's gonna look like in the remake.
1: We'll find out in
3: 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be glorious.
0: I mean, they've been staying true to a lot of the game already so far. I mean, Cloud and Drag was pretty amazing, so, you know, seeing oh, yeah. Stay Puft, uh... Barrett Boy.
2: Like, I don't think they'll want to make it too goofy, but they're going to at least have to pay some amount of homage to that. That reached meme status before memes were a thing.
0: Just love the sound of of this song. It it brought a lot of the levity that we need, especially with what's coming up. Yeah. Our next song... well,
2: after a bit of checking in on the boat.
0: Yep. This is a trail of blood. It plays yeah. in Shinra HQ after the party escapes from the cells and in the cave of the Gi under Cosmo Canyon.
2: I believe it also did play on the boat after we'd observed a uh, spite on Rufus Shinra and some of the others talking and then noticed that a lot of the sailors are gone.
0: True. It's a very quiet song, so for those of you listening on the podcast, I apologize if it's... Let's see if we can get a little bit more. There.
2: Something is clearly wrong here.
0: It's very and, atmospheric.
2: Yeah. And why are you going down that hallway alone? No, stay together. They're going to get you, damn it. It's that kind of piece.
1: Can't you hear the swelling of the music? Don't go by yourself. <laughs> oh. Especially after telling me you were going to go home after this and get married.
2: <laughs> I retire or in two being, days. <laughs> or being the young, young teenagers who sneak <laughs> off to have sex in a closet somewhere, you know they're going to be punished for that. By death. Oh. Cabin in the Woods is a great movie, by the way. It is
0: <laughs> so much going on in this building up to. Here we go. Yes, Genova.
2: Yeah, the title's actually spelled out with dashes in between each letter, which yep. always made me wonder.
0: Well, because that's which how is- it's written on the plaque in the game. It's J-E-N-O-V-A. Got it. I think there are, are even dots or dashes between each of the letters there, aren't there? Might yes.
2: be. <laughs> Glabber from the skies as the ancients called it.
0: Some call it mother.
1: Nope. That's creepy. Yeah.
0: Well at least they didn't call it mommy.
1: That's also creepy. (laughs) How did you make it worse? Nope.
0: So it's the mommy of darkness?
1: Nope. (laughs) Nope. Stop right there.
0: It's Luna? Stop
1: right there.
2: So we made
0: a full circle there.
2: The this is actually
0: one of my favorite uh, b- um, boss themes in Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This
1: is one of my favorite boss themes in Final Fantasy overall, and I hate this game. Like, This is such a powerful soundtrack, though, that it just fits what it's doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. this plays during any of the fights against uh, the different forms of Jenova. We had Jenova Birth, Jenova Death, even Genova Synthesis um, and, and, you know, fighting up with Heletic Hojo as well. You know, Hojo just is has a, for lack of a better term, he's basically got a, a, a scientific boner for Genova. Yep. yep.
2: In the fight with Heletic Hojo, he's actually injected himself with Genova cells, so yep. one of the Jenova uh, fights has a different theme for reasons, plot reasons at that point. <laughs> uh. But yeah, the actual Genova uh, itself was a alien life form that crashed to Earth, or crashed to the planet. Not to- crashed to the planet. The uh, the ancients found that it could like seem to be able to read their thoughts, uh, mimic their loved ones. It seems to have some type of parasitic existence where it like. Infiltrates and then destroys the uh, life on a planet. It takes over before seeding itself out to new ones. Lovely. So we got some kind of strange alien from the skies. That's a little bit reflected in that music.
0: Yep. And when fighting Genova, you'll generally hear this song a lot too. Continue. This is the game over theme. At least it's not 4 minutes like in Final Fantasy 1.
2: (laughs) That's and that's that theme.
0: Well, because it goes right into the the start screen. So it kind of... pushes right into that and allows you to just kind of seamlessly go into your... continue game.
2: Yeah, Genova fight is like one of the first ones I remember that really steps it up in terms of difficulty. Oh yeah.
0: Those are tough fights. But if we finally get through the off the boat, do we make it to Costa del Sol?
1: I can get there right now.
0: I've got it on teleport. <laughs> Wrong costa. I know. Uh, someone get me a pinky colada. And I said, no salt. No salt on the margarita. <laughs> Either of you oh. get the reference? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. I...
2: It's not. This isn't balsa
0: nova, is it? Yeah, this would be no, a.
1: This no kaigan Sun Coast. Oh no, the music
2: style of Nova. Oh. Possibly. It's a little bit of a breather after all the heavy stuff we just had dropped on us. The entire ship of slaughtered soldiers.
0: Pulls into port at a, uh, a leisure destination.
2: <laughs> yep. There actually is a sequence where you get to uh, run into Hojo on the beach surrounded by beautiful women. Apparently we're not the type to just gut him then and there. And he drops some mysterious uh, comments, apparently expecting... He sees what the party's doing, He's take seems very intrigued by something he doesn't want to explain to us, and then decides to just drop us some information, musing about being curious what we'll do with it. Even in the midst of this little tropical paradise, he's got that science on the brain. He's ch- running a little experiment and very curious how it's going to turn out.
0: All right. Once we're done with Costa del Sol, we make our way th- further into the game. And in North Corral, we hear this song. Mark of a Traitor.
2: Yeah, it's a homecoming for Barrett, but not exactly a happy one.
0: This has a very, very different feel from anything we've heard so far. Because this is a very desolate and poor mining town. If I remember correctly.
1: It's also kind of like trying to make you sort of think in the past like, I don't quite know how to describe it, but it's just we know this is a flashback but all the information that we're getting is still in present time. But this Particular, like chord progression, doesn't sound like you're listening to it now. It sounds like you would have listened to it before, and this was to remind you of it. It doesn't sound complete, it sounds like it's
2: missing something. Yeah. But on purpose. I mean, when we reach North corral it is pretty much a shanty town, like tents uh, built around a disused mining uh, track or rail track uh That's... We do find one yeah. of the things we find from Barrett is that uh Old Corral, which has been dis- utterly destroyed, uh, was to a mining town that was to be the site of a Shinra Mako reactor, and that Barrett was actually one of the people who was instrumental in convincing the town to go along with it. So, the town, and Barrett himself view him as a traitor who's responsible for the destruction of it.
0: At which point he realizes the error of his ways of relying on Mako and... I
2: mean, that's one of the things that drives him into this full-on eco-terrorist. They're destroying the world! And it's like, the, This that's a good motivation that's great for recruiting, but the actual thing is the I fucked up my hometown, and I feel really bad about it. Yup. People are complex.
0: No way. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and then next bit. Now this actually plays during the flashbacks at Corel.
2: We've got that tiny or L or...
0: This is called Mining Town.
2: Corral itself, like so many other places, burned to the ground.
0: It's also a very, much simpler song.
2: If I knew more music theory I could tell you what that
0: progression had. it just seems to fit is all I can say I don't know yeah. why I can't explain it it just yeah, seems I to mean, it's something
2: that being, you, we hear mostly during those flashbacks and telling the story of it and all. Mm-hmm. so it's like it's not a thing that we're in it's a song of like reminiscence reminiscence
0: mm-hmm The next song is going to be recognized by everybody.
2: Bit of a tone shift there. But their next destination.
0: (laughs) The Gold Saucer.
2: Oh, this is another one that I'm wondering what it will be like in the remake.
0: Oh, I can't wait for the Gold Saucer. And I like how this version is even more upbeat and happier than the one in 14. Yeah.
2: I think it is intended at the very least to contrast to the rest of the world. Here's this place that is just an escape from all that. <laughs> an amusement park for the uh, wealthy Actually built above the ruins of old corral
3: <laughs>
0: how can you not like this song
1: this is one of the songs for kubo we actually do use it when we play gill or no gill
3: yeah
1: <laughs> and it's fun it's a lot of fun you can definitely tell like who's kind of new to KupoCon, they're like, oh, I've heard this in seven. Why is there Monopoly money? Why is there a leaf blower? What is about uh, to happen? <laughs> <sighs>
3: oh. and I can just
2: that. Yeah, it's also like Gil, possibly in build form. Does Gil ever come in Bill forms or just coins? But it's just like raining down from the sky. I guess MGP. <laughs> Because they use gold points as well. You can change your money into gold points.
0: Yep. Instead of, yeah, so you got guild converted to GP, but not MGP.
2: Yeah. That's for the Manderville gold saucer. Yes. Mander, Mander, Manderville, man.
0: Wait, what? (laughs) Wrong game. Eh, it happens. And now we have another character theme. If you could peek behind the couch, behind the, uh, the bunny talas... (laughs) There, perfect! (laughs) Got a little... Not the right Kotshi, but a version of Kotshi.
2: Riding atop a giant Moogle fortune-telling robot. Uh... This performer comes up to the party, to, uh, insisting on giving them a reading, Attempts to give a fortune reading, has a couple very off base ones, before spitting out one that is so strange that even it has no idea what it means, and so declares that it's going to come along with us to see how this all turns out. A little bit of a weird reason, but the entire character is weird. And so we have ourselves the fortune telling robot, Ketchi. it's got a little bit of a shifty feeling to it.
0: Well, Katshi <laughs> has only Katshi's uh, best intentions in mind, but... Yeah. I mean, even the mechanics of, of, of the Limit Break slots.
2: Or dice.
0: Or dice. But it's, it's all luck-based.
2: Yeah, we got someone who's a little bit of a sketchy character here. It's unclear what they're doing they're acting kind of weird their entire nature is weird but they just insinuate themselves in and here we are that'll turn out to have some great consequences later and the actual uh truth behind ketchi is deeply fascinating once you start delving into it but for the moment Here's this weirdo who gave us a fortune we didn't really want, and then declared it's going with us. What the hell?
0: What the hell, indeed. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly, Pyrocats. I'll tell you what could go wrong. We go to Coral Prison, a desert wasteland.
2: Ah, uh, yes. I believe when, is it the battle square that we go to where this happens?
0: I don't remember. We do something that's drives the plot Uh, forward and we go here. (laughs) We
2: show up on the scene where again, a bunch of people have been slaughtered and being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Apparently the gold saucer has its own private police force.
0: Because of course it does.
2: We get sentenced down to live and die in Karel prison. Containing the burned out remains of the buildings of Karel.
0: Lots of interesting things happen here, though. But yeah most times if you go into this place you are there for life
2: which is not expected to be terribly long
0: no well, like i said there's a reason this is called desert wasteland
2: yeah there is a bit of kind of like an old west spaghetti western feel to it especially with that it's not quite whistling, but what is it exactly
0: I don't know. It sounds almost like it's like a recorder or something. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting instruments used in the in the uh, the soundtrack.
2: Yeah, a lot of it's like kind of synthesizer-y, which again, given the whole cyberpunkish setting, makes sense. Well, also the it's fact- cyberpunky. It's '97. <laughs>
0: And it's also a brand new technology, you know, CD-ROM-based game using uh, Yamaha synthesizers and, you know, the the PlayStation's own MIDI synthesizing capabilities. So Mm -hmm. they're going to use all the tools at their disposal. Hey, I wonder what this one sounds like. of a bummer song to end on though isn't it yeah
2: i mean it's a bummer situation that we're uh fishing out like they've just been falsely accused of murder sentenced to the Corel prison in a thing that doesn't involve any kind of due process because that's not how things work here
0: But yeah, this is the last song of Disc 2. We're left on a cliffhanger. Not that die? terrible
1: disappointment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who was
2: responsible for uh, killing all those people? Will they ever be able to clear their
0: name? Find out, Find out next weeks. time
1: on Final Fantasy Z. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it just kind of repeats. All right. Well, let's. And as I said, disc two complete.
2: I mean, granted, it's less of a bummer than the actual disc is going to end on.
0: True. Well, yeah, because we, yeah, we've got a lot of game left. Yep. Yeah.
2: Like we're still on the first disc of the actual game. Part of that, of course, being that, uh, oh, it's again, a lot thing where a lot of the later game involves returning to or exploring further uh, things that happen at various locations. So we're going to be hearing a lot of these tunes again.
0: But not in, in different- the soundtracks. Yeah. But we have two more discs worth of soundtrack places to listen to as well i mean
1: this is one of the longer soundtracks of the of the franchise yep
2: yep
0: yeah this one's four discs uh final fantasy eight is four discs nine i want to say is three maybe four yeah yeah i need to. i need to start trying to find source out copies of nine and ten as well now so so yeah Final Fantasy 7, we're halfway through the soundtrack. Hope you guys are enjoying it so far. We weren't sure how long this is all going to take, to be honest with you. We thought we'd be still talking about uh, the live letter and uh, patch notes, maybe at this point. But uh,
2: <laughs> I am actually kind of okay with that, mm-hmm. uh, because we have the uh, thing where I believe tomorrow evening we're closing down. A couple friends asked if we wanted to do our uh, yearly looking at Christmas lights tonight.
0: Ah, so yeah, that gives you plenty of time. Yeah, it's only 8.20 for you.
2: Yeah, because it's tonight or not at all. Mm-hmm. Tonight it is then. There you yep. Go. Tomorrow night, we close down. Anything As else? Like even people from separate households are not allowed to be gathering outdoors starting tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's full on.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm still going to be delivering pizza, so...
2: My I life think. unfortunately doesn't change very much. Yeah. California has been a bit more stringent on some of these, which is why we've been able to keep our rates a bit
0: lower. But, well, you also have a lot higher population density, so you have to be a bit more strict.
1: Yeah. it like, but... has 130,000 people in the entire city. We're kind of okay. Yeah. San Jose has like one
2: point something million.
0: Yet so the That's states around me are the ones with burgeoning uh, exposure rates, and they're the ones that are with the least populations.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of interesting stuff about the actual dynamics of this thing. Once you, the short version is that as you start getting to higher numbers that have it smaller gatherings become more and more dangerous because it's more likely that you'll have at least one person. So it's where it was like, hey, the safe number for a gathering was 20 or less. That, that margin has dropped. Yep. And the higher yep. the infection rate goes, the lower that safe margin goes. And that's why I did Thanksgiving watching DuckTales over Zoom with my parents, which turned out to be really nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The new DuckTales is amazing. It is. And my dad has very fond memories of the old comics,
0: so. All right. Was there anything else you guys wanted to throw in then before we call it a night?
1: I mean, I could talk about the FFTCG, but like, (laughs) hey, Opus 12 is out and we're not playing it. Uh, Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. I did see something that there was like a a new uh, uh, collector's tin that was released recently for it.
1: Yeah, there's a new Collector's Tin. There's a new Opus as of a couple of weeks ago. It's the first one with the double-colored cards, like I mentioned a couple episodes back with Fancred. Problem is is that they've decided to cancel everything for 2020. So there's no World Championship. There's no National Championship. They're just like, we can't do this safely. We don't have the means to create a thing that would work in this amount of time. So they were going to reschedule the 2020 events for just early 2021. And we just have a super busy next year. But they're like, this isn't changing and some countries are fine and some countries are not. So we're just not going to do this. We're just going to not have a 2020 anything. Sorry, dudes. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, we should be back in uh, at at some point. We will be back and then we will have more FFTCG goodness. Yeah.
0: But until then, everybody just please stay safe.
2: Yeah, uh, there actually was something that a friend of the show, of, uh, Kyle Spender, wrote that just before Thanksgiving that I'd like to share here that's related to some of this. Please. Sure. All right, let me find it. He writes really well. It is one of the many reasons we are friends. This is a good year to try and remember why so many cultures have holidays around the harvest in midwinter. Some harvests we feast to celebrate, but not every year's harvest is a bountiful one. Most midwinter celebrations are about light and hope in the middle of darkness and hardship. I'm sad, too, that my family canceled our usual Thanksgiving and even the Christmas we had been thinking about attempting via hardcore month long quarantining. But instead of worrying about how imperfectly I'm able to replicate my family's traditions and that feeling we all hope for this time of year, I'm trying to think about what these holidays might have meant to our ancestors, who were used to plague and famine and loss in a way we can scarcely imagine. Miracle is a bit of a loaded word, but whether you believe that miracles are sent from God or a combination of mortal hard work and a lot of luck, there are plenty of miracles out there this year. 90-95% to effective vaccine candidates are certainly high on the list of the miracles I'm thankful for. And I know we spend a lot of time on here lamenting all the people who aren't wearing masks and social distancing and all that, but maybe spend a little time this holiday season thinking about the other side of that, of the millions of people who are making the choices we are, to wear masks and stay home and do everything they can think of to protect all these strangers they don't even know. You can call it basic human decency if you want, but I still think at some level this community we are part of is its own little miracle. I intend to spend this Thanksgiving appreciating the ways many of us have been able to find community, even if it's not perfect, while we're all stuck at home. I intend to spend this Christmas celebrating how far we've made it through this dark time, and the hope we have for things getting better. And I wonder if this time next year, when we're hopefully back to the traditional celebrations, these holidays might mean something different to us than they did before. Speaking to, like, all of you guys who are one of the communities that... We've been fi- uh, forming and really leaning on throughout this time. Uh, I'm really thankful to have you. Absolutely. It got all quiet. Did I give people feelings again?
0: <laughs> you gave us the feelings we needed. That's what I do. <laughs> the, the feelings of hope and, and thankfulness and um, <coughs> just appreciation well, for what, the things that we have instead of lamenting the things that we don't have.
2: Yeah miracle is a bit of a strong word but it's a nice one to think about
0: yes it, it's definitely about the perspective yeah things can suck mm-hmm. things maybe haven't been the greatest for for us but yeah remember where we're at remember the things that we do have we have you know a lot of us have our health we've been doing I
2: love you. like i love you guys klaus and talus our listeners oh thank you pyro <laughs> like, you great. You're an important part of my life, and it's really nice to remember the community we have here.
0: Yes, most definitely. Oh, and
2: I think that's about all I've got for tonight.
0: I, I think that's a, a great spot to to end that on. Tell us, did you have anything you wanted to add in, real quick? Not really. And also, if I did,
1: how do I follow that? So I'm good.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. So that will do it for this episode, everybody. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or a review. It does help people find us and lets us know how we're doing. Um, if you really dig the show, you can, su- you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash radio where you will get access to a number of subscriber-only uh, emotes and badges. Or you can go out to patreon.com, as so Phoenix Town Radio, like our benevolent overlord Rory Fenrir, and support us that Ooh. way as well. Um, all proceeds go towards growing the show, cover things like hosting costs, um, help us do some giveaways, help us to buy cameras for people who forget to... F- um, Put them in places that that. you can uh, use, (laughs) and uh...
1: (laughs) I use it six hours a month. Thank you very much.
0: Fair, great investment, by the way. (laughs) Saying, but it does. It does. We
2: should get you a GoPro and have you film your courier adventures. I'm in.
0: I actually did think about, you know, when I was doing pizza delivery for a while, putting, hooking up, um, my, my phone and, and broadcasting from that. There are been people who Twitch stream doing that. So anyway, moving on, uh, it helps us to do that fun stuff, but whatever kind of support, whether it's a, a subscription or a donation or just a simple like, or retweet of something that we post out on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever social media out there, it's all helpful I smile when I, when I get a notification that we have a new like or something or, or somebody retweeted uh, something that we posted out there, especially something that we work really hard on and uh, um, know that you guys are appreciating as, as well, like especially over the last month with the, the support for uh, Extra Life. Um, like I said, I, I don't ask for a lot of things, but that's the one thing that I've tried to build on this year because I know that maybe I can't play games very well, but if I can get people together to to raise some money to help some kids do better and and get better. You know, the fact that we raised over a thousand dollars again just blows my mind. So thank you so much for all of that.
2: You generous fuckers. Yeah, we love all of you guys and
0: we love interacting with all of you. If you want to catch our backlog of podcasts as well as a few other interesting uh, tidbits of information, you can go to our website, Phoenixdownradio.com. If you have questions, comments, uh, recommendations, things you want to see on the show, um, or just want to say hi, podcast at phoenixdownradio.com is our email address. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at PHXDN Radio. Um, and uh, we do have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash phoenixdownradio. Go ahead and uh, uh, join us there and uh, say hi. Uh, shout outs. Who wants to start?
2: I call not it. I mean, it's just, there's so many people in so many little ways and just saying uh, all the yada, yada, yada mm-hmm. feels kind of cheap, you know?
0: No, I hear you. Uh, and yet. And yet. And yet.
2: Hello. There are
0: so Hello. many people out there that I am so happy for that I maybe don't know your name, but I know yeah. you're listening. Or I know mm-hmm. that you, uh, you hit a like on something. So yeah. I do apologize because so- I don't know everybody.
2: I'll go ahead and give, and I'll just choose one thing, uh, shout-outs to Red Cloud, Obsidian Fire, and uh, Tristan Nalo, who you may remember as one of our original, original hosts from way back, uh, as folks that I've been playing Defoo with and who I get to chat with about all of the new stuff that's coming up, coming up with strategies for the different fights. It's been a nice little thing to just take my mind off for a moment, and I really appreciate your being able to... Uh, pretty much any time, spend about 10 minutes just gushing over the latest thing we've seen for the upcoming changes in the Japanese version. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at FF14 Ser, that's F-F-X-I-V S-E-Y-R-R where I occasionally post random pictures of stuff I've been cooking uh, or retweet something that happens to amuse me or whatnot. It's not exactly like a social media wellspring, but it's there.
0: And also, he had cat pictures for a while.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, we might start fostering cats again sometime soon. We're figuring out some stuff with that. Uh,
0: I'm sure the logistics on a... that is a little bit difficult right now, too, huh?
2: A little bit, yeah. They have some stuff for it, but it's harder than it used to be. I also do have a really nice camera that I got to check out from the library, so the cat pictures tend to be pretty decent quality.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: And we all know that's why we're really on the Internet. For cat
0: pictures. Cat pictures. Cat pictures. All right, you're up now, Talis.
1: Oh man! All right. So, a uh, couple of. Damn it! Uh, a couple shout outs actually. Uh, one to my new parts and logistics specialist, Chocobut, uh, who I met at KoopaCon, who's helping me get stuff in and out of Canada. Yes, that is her nickname. She is great. Nice. That was a great. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, all of my amazing team members for Marvelous Motors. They're helping me get this hot mess off of the ground. Uh, Y'all know who you are. A bunch of you don't even listen. Uh, A bunch of you do, so Alex, whenever you do get uh, the podcast downloaded, hi, I haven't forgotten you, Uh, (laughs) and PyroCats as well, my awesome CFO, who has blessed us with the ability to take a business trip to Japan someday.
0: Um, Does that extend to, to us, who are the extended family of Marvelous Motors?
1: I mean, honestly, depending on how many cars I buy from Japan and have to drive from wherever they are to Yokohama, y'all might need some international permits and I'll see you there. But that's a future us problem.
0: <laughs> I'm down, man. I, uh, I, I will right. I will drive my way out there and, and, and we'll go.
1: <laughs> nah, man, I'll fly you from where you're at and then you have to, I'm just going to fly you to Hokkaido and then you have to drive a right hand drive car all the way to Yokohama.
0: Oh, darn. In a country you've never been. Have fun threaten me with a good time why don't you
1: exactly um also shout outs to my KoopaCon community uh for those who didn't uh listen to a couple episodes ago i actually transferred off of hyperion which is why my placeholder is now a bunny girl because i thought it would be funny (laughs) Um, (laughs) my main character is actually now on uh moogle and we're having a really good time uh it's an interesting mix of people uh the quality of players and higher level content is very let's go with different uh (laughs) but it's It's been a really good time and it's been an awesome learning opportunity for all of us. Um, Thank you to Klaus and Sarah for being super awesome friends uh, during this weird chaotic year. It's been nice to have these moments of levity uh, and good people to help keep us grounded so that we can fly even higher. Right. Uh, Shout outs to my old AFK friends. Uh, Rest in pieces, AFK screw you for not paying your employees and embezzling funds, but uh, I still don't like seeing businesses close. Due to things, uh, so bummer. But also, I have all the recipes, so DM me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at marvelous tofu. I post pictures of cars and food and weird stuff. Uh, you can also email me at talas at phoenixdownradio dot com, uh, and I will respond to a lot of emails in the coming weeks. I hope.
0: Yeah, because I finally created his fucking forwarder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Almost two years later.
0: Hey, hey, at least I, I remembered to ask about it this time, so.
1: It's true. Also, almost two years. Holy crap. Jeez. Yeah.
0: And of course, I have to shout out to uh, Talis and Sarah. Thank you so much for uh, being here and keeping this going with me. I know the last month has been difficult. Um, I've basically been radio silent to most of it because of just things going on. So I want to thank you guys for, uh, dealing with me and, uh, and, and still being here to, to, to keep this going on. Um, major shout out to a Rory for checking in on me when I haven't been, because I played this game. I would sign in on it daily, religiously. And I stopped. Okay. So, she, so she hit me up on discord and Hey, that's hey, Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just dealing with some personal things right now. And she was like, well, cool. If you need me, I'm here. And oh, I missed you guys too. But I just need even... nice someone notices. It is. It really is. I mean, it it made me feel good that hey, somebody noticed that I wasn't there and that uh, I wasn't doing the normal things. You may have noticed the streams have not been, ha- featured me very much. It's been a lot of fishy cam. <laughs> Why? Because fishy cam is awesome for one. If you don't like fishy cam, fuck you. You don't, you're not welcome here anymore. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. But two, I've been um, featuring a lot of just relaxed, lo-fi, you know, just chill music. And I think that that's what we need right now is we need just the ability to sit back, take things in, and just reflect. And and I, some of this music that I've been listening to has been really helpful for me on that, and i wanted to share that with you guys. Shout out to Stream Beats Harris Heller for putting out that music, all royalty free, so so you know Twitch ain't going to be able to DMCA that on us, so we're good there. Um, but uh, to everybody who's tuned into those streams, while you know I sit back and, and just kind of listen to it and and just let the let it just flow. I don't really interact much on those streams. I'm just listening and just relaxing with everybody else. So, thank you to everybody who's been uh, sticking around with us over this tough time. You know, the entirety of 2020. You know, we've got one more uh, stream or one more podcast for 2020. So we're kind of wrapping it up a little bit and uh, hopefully moving on to something better in 2021. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But thank you to everybody who's listening, who's still here. And we, I really do appreciate it. You can find me out on Twitter at P H X D N underscore Uh, tweeted, uh, pics of red Boco. Uh, yes. That's what we're, I'm calling it red Boco.
2: I like it. Doing Boco Loco,
0: <laughs> no Boco Loco, but well, <laughs> just watch out for the meteors. <laughs> um, uh, posted pictures of my Thanksgiving dinner. I actually cooked a, a turkey uh, the Monday before Thanksgiving, and oh. I ate basically a Thanksgiving dinner all week since I was on call that week and had had to work that day. So it is what it is. Um, but uh, like I said, just having you guys all around has been very helpful to me, and being able to continue to do this and come back, you know, after. Uh, a month off, so to speak. It's been refreshing. So thank you. So for my, uh, crazy yet, uh, lovable co-hosts, Sarah and Talis, I am Santa Claus Nightbringer. wishing everybody a wonderful, Later. wonderful evening. Um, don't forget your friends and your family. And, uh, we love you all and we will see you on the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guilty Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Wanker 90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash 90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.